Live. We're live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm another host, Paul. And this week, we thought we'd do, well, to be fair, me and Sam had a little bit of spare time. So (laughs) (laughs) so we thought we'd jump on and uh, do a few episodes here and there where we wanted to talk about for quite a long time. Really, I know we've discussed uh, certain films in short, but yeah. if, if we're going to have, like I say, a bigger conversation and expand a little bit, because um, I'm not going to lie, I had a blast when we done the Goonies um, and the way we did it and just, just basically broke it down. It, yeah. Uh, I was my element, so I'm not going to lie. So. You, re- you really were. <laughs> you really were. And I, um, yeah, so it's a midweek special. Mm-hmm. Thought we'd uh, strap the headsets on and talk talk some vampires. Yeah, so a little little film that came out in the 80s. I don't know if many people are that aware of it. Um, Laura might not be. <laughs> like I said, maybe a bit too scary for she's, us. But... She's like on par with me when it comes down to movie watching. Like <laughs> That's why we get on. <laughs> but yes, uh, we thought we'd take a dive into The Lost Boys. Um, like I say, with the predominantly of, of our friends group now being all goths and stuff. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of like the, the goth Bible, shall we say. <laughs> it really is. It's a stable of like gothness. Like you... You can't you can't say you're a goth without watching the Lost Boys at all. So the chat is is alive, very mm. much alive today. So hello everyone, thank you for joining us. And if you are watching live on YouTube, my camera looks like it's fixed, <laughs> <laughs> so you can get to see this properly. <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> I have really bad hair fever. <laughs> Oh, bless you. But yeah, and I've enjoyed doing the design work for this one as well. Like I say, it was a bit of fun. Um, I managed to sneak a little Donner in there as well. So if you can spot her just going across, uh, she kind of blends in with the, the creepy oh vampire look as well. Oh my God, Donner, you are a lost boy. You're officially a lo- Oh my God, there she is. You're officially a lost boy. Um, before I forget, I need that Jason with the Nutty Up North on it. If you could just send me that on its own, that would be great. Because that is fantastic. Definitely. But yes, um, so we are going to delve into, like say, our back catalogue uh, for this movie as well. Um, it, it is quite a staple in my house. We watch it probably, I would say, twice a year. Um, just, Gee, just probably more than that a year. <laughs> it's, it's one of them movies you put on when you're not feeling too well and you need cheering up uh, and it can kind of lift your spirits. So it is cheesy is uh, i'm gonna try not to swear again because again it's a daytime episode yes so daytime, daytime rules <laughs> <laughs> but uh we'll let get sam get a disclaimer out as well yes. she's, she's got it all professionally in uh, yes i tidied i tidied my desk up yesterday i'm no longer working from um posted notes anymore <laughs> <laughs> so everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone if you want to discuss any topic from tonight's episode please come and join us in the facebook group and we can have an open discussion what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong we can all agree to disagree in fandom so let's keep it fun keep it kind and keep the toxic behavior out of nerdism very well done yes so that's the key thing as well and that's what we always try and do is like say make everyone just busy that's a fan of something be able to enjoy what they they enjoy Uh, and i think that's quintessential what nerdism should be about it doesn't always go that route as as we find out even in the nerdy up north group we do have aspects and moments where people um 
forget the fundamentals, shall we say. <laughs> no, you're, and you're absolutely right. And this has always been the main message from day one before the podcast mm. started, when the group just started to blow up. Mm. There's no right, there's no right or wrongs when it comes to nerdism. Not mm. whatsoever. You either love it or you don't. And there's nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. there's no reason to make anyone feel shit. And I'm gonna oh. swear about <laughs> about how they feel about it. Certainly. Let's do the Lost Boys. So, so how do you feel about Lost Boys? <laughs> Lost in the shadows. Can't get that song out of my head. Really can't get that song out of my head. I am so excited to do it, especially the way that we did the Goonies, because we yes. went from start to finish. So mm-hmm. it makes you think of like everything oh, yeah. that goes, exactly all the aspects of it. I'm probably not as well versed on Lost Boys as I am for the Goonies. I know the, the script from the Goonies. Get away. Word for word. <laughs> But um, one thing I did want to have a discussion, I know we've talked about it many a time, is uh, I think you can't not talk about it when you talk about The Lost Boys, is the soundtrack. Uh, It is, if not one of the best soundtracks for any movies um, that's been made or will will be made. It's like the Bret Hart of of movie soundtracks. The best there was, the best there is, the best there ever will be. That's such a good way of putting it. And what I've also just thought of, Paul, Mm -hmm. in October... When we yep. go to the full of a horror, you are going to see Tim Capello live. You I are still going to believe. See, you are going to see and feel that experience of him playing his saxophone mm-hmm. to an audience and doing I Still Believe. I have just cottoned on there. Yep. That's amazing. It's amazing. I can't wait. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Also, <laughs> can we just um, point out the main theme of the last three episodes? Because apparently we've turned into, let's review every Corey Feldman film. <laughs> we've had The Goonies, Gremlins, and now we're doing The Lost Boys. <laughs> Welcome to the Corey Feldman show. <laughs> to be fair, though, I'll, I'll, I'll probably get shit for this. Sorry for swearing. Um, I can say every quintessential <laughs> 80s films basically used the basis of The Goonies for the premise for most films, like kids, families, <laughs> <laughs> friendship, <Right>. bonds. <laughs> so, so if there's like a, a diagram of a movie, you can point it back to the Goonies. The Goonies, yes. The Goonies, <laughs> the Goonies is the ar- architect for every good movie that ever came out. So, yes. Even before. <laughs> Even it's before. Like, before it, it was just leading up to the fact the that the Goonies was, was going to come gonna get, The Goonies was going to get made. It was the, the idea in someone's eye. The Goonies ha- made this happen. So, yeah. Honestly, I, I kind of regret us. I loved doing that episode, but I regret it now because now you openly are talking about it. You've like held yourself back for so long. Now you're like, do you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to refer to everything as the Goonies. <laughs> That's that the stable. I'm going to try and get it into every episode now. So with the goon, with this, you can you can always lead it back to the goons. That's what you've got to do in every episode. You now have to find a way to relate what we're talking about back to the goonies. That is your homework for every episode. Homework. <laughs> I'll make a shit on the spot too. <laughs> that is true. There ain't no script here. Yes. Uh, and, and the worrying thing is we, we're doing this live in front of a studio audience in a few weeks. I know, I know. Um, Jake has just said he didn't watch The Lost Boys until he was in his 20s and he didn't rate for me. What? Mm-hmm. Not sure if it's one of the most seen as a kid. No, Jake. The, no, Jake. No, no, actually, he, he does raise a quite a good point because me, me and my lovely wife uh, were having a similar conversation last night. Is, is Lost Boys more a nostalgia thing or if you watch it late and end, do you still get that same hit or thing? Now, 
I think the film, uh, or should I say movie, so I don't sound northern there. Movie, um, yeah. We, yeah, <laughs> we're not doing film again. I'm not getting wrong for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it does hold up well, and it it's one of them ones where the uses practical effects again. I know we keep, uh, like I say, don't sugarcoat it. We do prefer practical effects over mm-hmm. over use of CGI. And it everything kind of, like I say, the makeup, the music, uh, fair enough that probably the, the look and the, the clothing, shall we say, costumes, has, yeah. the costume has is the, probably is the, is the only thing that has dated. But as overall, dated not, or just it's still there. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not, not my type of thing, though. But um, but yes, I think I still think it holds up. Probably the script as well. The script is the only the dialogue is very hammy. Well, I think that was part of the 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 whole joy and the yeah it was the magic of it wasn't it the Mm. the ham factor in it the over the topness the costumes are ridiculous the language is ridiculous and Mm. you know what the more i thought about it because i was ready to go all on on jake there and be like (laughs) no but the more i think about it you are probably right because i showed this to my nephews like one of my nephews is major into horror Mm. um and he's not faced by anything and he watched this and he just went "Eh, Mm. it's all right and i'm like You've just watched a classic, young <laughs> a classic. Yeah. But yes, a classic for us mm-hmm. is going to be very different or a classic for them, mm-hmm. uh, especially at his age. Like he's what seventeen. Yeah. Um, and this came and, out in nineteen eighty-seven. As yeah. Well, this so. is this is not his this is not his time. So I kind of get what Jake's saying when he watched it later that maybe if he watched it as a kid, mm-hmm. in his time, it yeah. would have been it would have been a different experience. But I think with because it's always been advertised as a like a comedy horror rather than like it's like a full-on horror t- type thing and if the movies have come along since then like i'll be honest there's not probably been a decent vampire movie up to the same standard as this one you take but- that back John Carpenter's Vampires is a classic. It is, but it's not. It's <laughs> not the joke, and it's terrible. <laughs> but it's probably not on the same standard as, uh, like, say, as The Lost Boys as a, a vampire. Oh no, movie. John Carpenter's Vampire is terrible. The mm. only decent thing in it, and I'll say this right for Kev and Charlotte because I got it wrong last night. Mm-hmm. James Wood. <laughs> <laughs> I said James Gunn in the chat. I goes uh, <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> it's the worst. We always get names wrong, don't worry. But um, it's true. I think with. <laughs> With modern horrors as well now, and like as the type of scares they do use, if mm. someone was going to watch this for the first time and expect them to be scared, it's, it's not, not a scary movie. That. It's no. not that type of movie. It's it's more for the look, the feel, and the atmosphere. Oh, absolutely! It's a it's a lifestyle thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe it than it is just. It's more of a. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I I know what you mean. I just don't know how to elaborate on that. It's more like. Because you watched it at a time, you got that feeling at that time, and that nostalgia hit big style. So it does take you back. Then it's the same as like as people keep like as I keep pointing out, me watching the Goonies, Goonies. and by me. Uh, this, no, you, yeah. this is exactly what we were um, me and Anthony were talking about before. Because mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from, but it was about nostalgia, and he was like, "It's no different. Whatever we were talking about, it's no different than Paul loving the Goonies, you loving Ghostbusters." Because mm-hmm. I was like, "Is I don't know. I can't remember what we were talking about." I think it might have been about the Gremlins episode. And I was like, oh, that was it. Because I was like, I don't get Gremlins. Like, you get Gremlins. But because Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it until I was older. So that kind of is the same, like, as Mm -hmm. what Jake's saying. I didn't get it because I watched it at an older age. Yeah. Um, 
But he says, if I'd watched it when I was younger, like I did with the Ghostbusters, maybe I would have a different perspective on it. Yeah. But again, I think it's still going to be like feedback because I think people build it up as well, though, because mm. like it is, there's a lot of hype behind this film because anyone like you, you know, that loves this film, but don't just say, oh, it's a good, like, it, it's one of them ones where people either hate it yeah. or they absolutely don't. Like if you talk to Donna about it, it's, it's her favourite movie, as she's pointed out in the chat. And yeah she can wax lyrical and how excited she can get and you'd actually see that in people mm-hmm. where people have said if you think i don't think anyone i've ever spoke to have ever thought oh it's an okay film it's either been up there or mm-hmm. not that not for them yeah so, but like i remember watching this um very young and like uh it was one of them because you know i watched it with my parents but then i had a school teacher that was obsessed with this movie as well so you know when the end of end of year and you mm. didn't have your lessons you get so to bring te- a toy in so that, yes they bring a toy but we were at senior school so it wasn't a toy you used to, you used to bring the video in and you, used you didn't to watch bring a movie. toy in in senior school no i did <laughs> <laughs> that's right i got that's why people think i'm weird <laughs> I was just expecting like say, like a battery operated thing, but we're not going there. Daytime, uh, <laughs> daytime podcast. But yes, um, and she brought in Lost Boys for us to watch as well. So oh, that's I, awesome. I, I, I had seen it, but she told us there would be some swearing, so not be offended by the swear words. But it was because she was obsessed with the dog, Nanook. Nanook. So she loved the dog, and that was why she loved the film as well. But that's I think crazy, yeah. So watching it in biology class, I think, and the teacher was a complete arsehole. I'll admit she was horrible, but every year at the end of the year, she let us watch Lost Boys, so I liked her a little bit for that. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty cool. My teachers never did anything. Like, I came from a murder school, so like it, honestly, <laughs> I'm surprised they even allowed us to like have mm-hmm. a last year, like end of year thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? It was something about Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fan base, the fan base of it is still very much alive and kicking today. When I went to For the Love of Horror back in 2019, mm-hmm. it was a Lost Boys special. So you had Kiefer Sutherland was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kiefer is because, you know, he's not mm-hmm. to take away any shine from anyone else who was there. Kiefer is a big deal. Like he yeah. is a big name. Mm-hmm. And he got his own, you had his own screen. And so the, they had like a screen where he was behind it, photographs, autographs all day, poor bloke, that's all he did. Um, but the rest of them were all on a table, visible mm-hmm. as anything I I spoke to. Alex went there. Mm-hmm. I spoke to a very shy Michael. I can't think of his real name. His uh, real Jason, name. Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick, a very shy Jason Patrick, incredibly mm-hmm. shy. Tim Capello, who is the sweetest person <laughs> you will ever meet. Um, one of the Frog Brothers... Because I mm-hmm. don't believe Corey Feldman is allowed at them conventions anymore. No, he's not. Uh, he's, not he's at not the, the Monopoly best. ones. <laughs> he's not the best of people. I don't no, <laughs> I don't think he's allowed at the Monopoly festivals anymore. Yeah. So he wasn't there. But the other Frog Brother was there. And he was really fascinating. He has his own podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, very much wants to talk about nothing but the Lost Boys. And he was such a lovely person. Alex Winter agreed that the 90s was the best decade and that we will never see the likes of it again. Like he was just lovely. And um, one of the other lost boys, the other one, the one who hasn't passed away. <laughs> I don't know what his name is, but he was absolutely such a sweetheart. And honestly, for all we waited a long time, it was because of how loved that they were. Yeah. No, it was I, phenomenal. Yeah, I, think, I think it's one of them ones where the people do get obsessed over and except and not 
like based their lifestyle around it, but like based the way they dress and like say it does influence other style of mu- uh, movies and mm-hmm. even music that you like because a lot of people do cling to them type of uh, things. Uh, but like as you said with the cast, like Keith Sutherland at that time, like say was hitting it big, like with movie after movie, like uh, Stand yeah. by Me and stuff Flat like that. Flatliners and Flatliners. he was huge in the end, especially with the pedigree he had with like his uh, father as well. Um, who he and um, like I say Corey Helm, that him was just taking off Corey Feldman. I said Jason Patrick, uh, Diane we- uh, Weist. Diane uh, Weist, oh my gosh. Like I say, a, a big 80s actress who, like I say, starred in quite a lot of big movies. And as you said, uh, Alex Winter, who went on to do like Bill and Ted uh, fame and have big, big, uh, like I say, roles and stuff like that. I am. I didn't realise until this convention how shy I actually am around famous people. <laughs> um, I don't like, I, I actually walked past Bill Mosley and stood in shock. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know what to say to this normal human being who was just walking past us. It was no different standing in front of Alex Winder. I was standing in front of one of the wild stallions. <laughs> to have that in my head, I was just... Honestly, it was mind-blowing because to, you think to yourself before you get there, these are just normal human beings. It's like Tobin Bell was two, two feet away from us. And I'm, how I didn't have a meltdown, I'll never, ever know. But... Yeah, it was just surreal to. I wanted to. I wanted to thank him for a documentary he did on the mm-hmm. dark web because mm-hmm. it was an absolute eye opener for us. I even tweeted at him, and he tweeted back mm-hmm. to say like, "Thank you for watching." And I was like, "I just like, I just wanted to thank him for." And I couldn't get me words. I was like, <laughs> "Thank God for Carolyn's brother because he has no mm-hmm. issue talking to people." And mm-hmm. I just stood, I stood there like an absolute melt. I really yeah. did. Expect a lot of it when we go in October. That's fine. I'll just kick you a lot, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, so actually talking about the movie, um, yeah. I, when was the last time you watched this? Couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. mine was quite recently as well. Um, not in pre- preparation for this. Oh, God, no, it's just watch it because it's, yeah. it's a lost voice. It's, it's one of them things where you can't think of anything to watch on. You put on something nice and easy and you, you know the start. But... As you said, with the iconic music and stuff like that, when as soon as the the titles roll up, mm-hmm. one of the things mm-hmm. uh, little sisters. And we don't know the words of the things, so that's always. Uh, <laughs> you should have heard us before we came on. We were just wailing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyone, yeah. Anyone wants a, yeah, if anyone wants a copy of us singing "Cry Little Sister," it would just be us wailing because we don't know the words. I don't know the words. <laughs> Sister, just don't listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as that kind of kicks in, it's it like you know, it's, oh, there's something atmosphere is going on. It just gets you in the feels. And then you, it takes you straight to the, the fun fair, isn't it? What's the Santa Carla, uh, the fun fair? Yeah, you're in yep. the fun fair with. Is it a couple? Because it always in horror tropes, there's always a couple, isn't there? Mm. Oh no, that's later on. Is that later on? No, that's now, isn't it? No, no, he, it's, it's, he has a go at them. Yeah, because they're having an argument on the the Ferris wheel, not the, uh, what, the what do you carousel. call it? Carousel, that was it. And they were just walking about in the carousel, like you could do that. Like there's no fences, let people walk on, just 
seems bizarre that, uh, that that was happening, but yes. And there was a standoff against someone with some fungi uh, hair with a like white uh, like flinge in it, and he was quite like so obviously just a knee good. good. And uh, Michael, like I say, that's when Keith Sutherland walks in, you introduced to the like I say the Lost Boys. David. Uh, David, David, sorry, is, yeah, David, David, David. Sutherland. Yeah, that was the problem because. Uh, We'll get onto that with the movie because the amount of times I see the paper person's name. After, oh. There's a good drinking game out with that as well. Yes, yeah, Star, <laughs> Star yeah. and Michael just does my absolute yeah. bond saying it really does. She does my nutting for the majority of the film anyway, <laughs> but we'll get into that. Yes, uh, so yes, that's when we're first introduced to like the villains of the piece or what we thought were the villains of the piece, shall we say. And uh, the security card kind of pulls them apart and says, I've told you to get off the boardwalk. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you little punk. Go, little punk. <laughs> you're like, oh, shit, shit's going to go down here, son. <laughs> but, you're uh, in for it now. <laughs> <laughs> then um, one of the things that they did use after this, um, like, see, after this little bit, little, uh, little tit-a-tit, tit, shall we say, um, is one of the things I liked about The Lost Boys was the use of the camera work. Yeah, because it was very unusual, and it gives you like the point of view of the vampire. Yeah, it came down, doesn't it, at the start mm. and point? It like like comes down it's... as opposed to going that mm-hmm. way, which doesn't it, when it doesn't really seem like a big deal, but mm-hmm. it's horror. You've got yeah. to expect different camera movements. I don't have the chat up anymore. Mm-hmm. I have the plot right. <laughs> just to keep <laughs> us in line. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I, I see. I don't think we'll go too far off it. Like I say, we're both. Nah, but if we do, I'm sure someone will point it out. <laughs> yeah, but like with that camera work as well, and especially because you think about the. I know I don't like to think about it, but it is the quite 80s was quite a long time then. They didn't have drones. It would have been like cranes or like even potentially like a helicopter that would have used for this type of shot. Mm. So it's not a simple type of like camera trick where the things it's like proper goes out, zooms in, you get the security guard like walking through his car, turn back, seeing whatever monster is. And it and I love the premises of this as well, because the thing I love about Jaws, because we'll probably do an episode about Jaws in the future as well. You don't yeah. see you you don't see the shark for no. most of the film. Now no. same with this, this is a film about vampires. You don't actually see the vampire's face till nearly three quarters of the movie gone. As, that is true. And at this point of the film, do you really suspect that these young kids who do look a bit thuggish mm. are zooming down, down mm-hmm. on this guy? Yeah. Because if I'm watching it for the first time and not not thinking about the whole thing in, the, in its entirety, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm thinking if the lovely natured Keith Sutherland <laughs> is going to be, or Alex Winter is going to be such a badass that that's what they can do. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I'm thinking that. But then you get shocked at the, like, see the start when you soon as you see uh, that aspect and you see him panicking with the door. And for some reason, he just keeps pulling the door handle without putting his keys in. It's like, door's kind of locked. Why is it not opening? Then it goes out the, the logic of what a horror f- movie is. Yeah. And, and that, that's like the tropes that you see. And, and you, you can laugh about now, but at the time, fair enough, he might be in a panic, but why would you still be doing that? And then the whole he gets carried off and then the door gets ripped off as well so then you know shit means business and stuff like that yeah something's gonna go down and it is proper quintessential horror trope though isn't it (laughs) can't open the door (laughs) why is the door not opening keys oh Oh, so so that's the whole whole premise there but then 
as I said, that that's the opening. That's our introduction into the movie. So you think, oh, it's going to be quite intense. It might be scary. And the best part about it is no blood or gore. Yep. None not whatsoever in this film. No blood or gore. And that, to me, makes it all the more sinister. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because maybe because I'm not a blood and guts gore kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I will, I won't watch horror for that aspect. Mm-hmm. It's the the fact that you don't see it. It's yeah. like your it's like your thing with Michael Myers. You know, yeah. you don't need to know why he's evil. He's just, just evil. evil. Yeah, and it's the same in that aspect. As in, I know that that person got hurt. I really don't need to see that. No, yeah, because he's been dragged off. Well, not off. He's been flown up in the air. There's mm-hmm. no coming back from that. Mm-mm. All we don't know is, is he being turned into a vampire? Well, at this point, you don't know it's vampires unless if you've read about it. Because at the time, all you had to do about reading about movies was either what the critics said or, or the tagline or the tagline on the poster. Because we didn't have the internet to spoil movies as much as we do now. Or Cfax, <laughs> or Cfax back then you used to look Cfax <laughs> <laughs> C-fax to get um, like think news about like what's going on. That was our internet at the time. That's Wasn't how old it... we are, guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wasn't it like um, described as almost Peter Panish? Well, that's all vampire stories, though, isn't it? Like, see, I always wanted like to never to be uh, lived. I think that was with the name, the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. That was probably the connection that they made. But yeah, I think that's every vampire story with the people, just people not wanting to grow old and and stuff. It's probably where they got the Peter Pan tale from. Why <laughs> I like Peter Pan so much? I don't want to grow old. Yeah. <laughs> And then again, because uh, as I said, with the soundtrack, you, when you think of Lost Boys, there's three big tracks that you you think of every time. There's, Just had that um, one, Little Sister, and then we hear the other one is Doom, 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 Doom. People are straight, which like, and it does. I don't know if they just went round filming. Uh, in the streets and find the most oddly and weirdest like alternative people they can. <laughs> so it was shot in Santa Cruz. Yes. you've got a good fact with this so I'll let you go Santa Cruz council or whatever like for us it would be a council and they didn't allow uh, the film and once they realised what it was and what they were making out Santa Cruz to be the murder capital of the world Mm -hmm. they didn't allow them to use the name so that's why it's called Santa Carla right I I remember you telling this story as well because as I said well any any city or anything like thing, they don't want to be known as that. As they did aspect. it in Scream, Scream. Right. and it's actually at the, if you look at the end of the ta- at the end of the credits, there mm-hmm. is a a massive fu to the school mm-hmm. who would not allow uh, West Carpenter West Carpenter West Craven <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. to film there, and it was mm-hmm. a massive fu to them. Right, okay. and it was like a no thanks to. Such and such who would not <laughs> who would not right. let us uh, film or, or use certain stuff in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wes Craven got a, a dig in on that one. <laughs> wow, I'm not surprised, but I can understand, like, say, Santa Cruz's uh, like opinion on that type thing, just mm-hmm. because uh, they did go hard with the whole murder capital of the world, and like I said, they made a few jokes throughout the film as as well. And this is where we are introduced to, like, say, our our heroes of the of the of the day, shall yeah, we say? Yeah, Michael and Sam, and and not just the, and the mother. Oh, what was and the, the mum, Lucy. Yeah. Yes, Lucy yeah. and Nanook as well. You get to meet yes. Nanook. That was always the thing because when you do the because I always laugh because it always does the credits 
for Lost Boys at the start and tells yeah. you who's going to be in. And it does at the end, it gives you things. It tells you Nanook's actual name. I yes. think it was like something like Troy or something, or something really simple. But I was like, why did they call the dog something so complicated when so, if, if, if he had a simpler name? <laughs> I mean, like, that's one hell of an acting dog, that mind, who can, <laughs> who can do stuff on command, two names. Yes. <laughs> but also, so you've got that we're in the opening scene, we are going through Santa Carla that looks amazing, by the way. Like, it's an, it is a, a goth's acid trip Mm-hmm. of where they want to live like as as a young gothling myself <laughs> gothling. I, I wanted <laughs> i wanted nothing more but to live in santa carla yes it looked amazing they had a fairground for god's sake man like come on we and had again, a fairground when we grew up like say seaburn yeah horton seaburn yeah. so- South Shields. <laughs> Remember, I'm not from that area. I'm from the other side, oh, and we had Hort- we yeah. I literally am from the murder murder capital of the of the world. <laughs> I really am. Like honestly, if you go and Google where I live, it's absolutely terrible. <laughs> Don't Martin will be on there looking for you. <laughs> you take your life in your own hands when you come here because it's absolutely terrible but no you are you're going through and you have that massive sign you remember the big sign that says welcome yeah. to santa carla mm-hmm. again you will get to see that in october it's phenomenal but then you have on the back all mm-hmm. like it's it does it say a murder capital on there or is it so, alluding yeah. to it yeah i think that's when you first realize that shit's bad here and stuff like that yeah. and then and then when they pull up to the like see the house and they do the, and they meet and you meet grandpa for the first time the real pre- hero of the story yes uh and he's pretending to be dead on the like say on the porch which is just weird but funny at the same time he's meant though isn't he <laughs> man come on he's a taxidermy loving like who does who doesn't watch the telly would rather read the tv guide which i actually get by the way <laughs> <laughs> I, as I'm getting older, I understand that man so much more. <laughs> yeah, but that, that that was the whole introducing. And like, as you said, with uh, Michael and Sam coming in, Sam's wardrobe is eclectic to say the best. Um, it's, it's something, isn't it? Them shirts. Well, not that just hair. the shirts. That, that coat in that weather. like It's hot here in the northeast of here. And I'm dying wearing a T-shirt. And he's yeah. wearing a, a, what could be like a floor-length... like material jacket that's got every single colour in the world like like Jesus and his technical was it not Jesus Jason and his technical Joseph and his technical Jesus and his technical it's the sequel it's the sequel that we have everyone always wanted Andrew will always ever get on it we had we had Joseph and his technical dream code had nothing on this bad boy nah did he not it's the hair for me. It's really it's the hair. That fluffy quiff thing that he's got going on. But yeah. Jason Patrick is like, he's he's just an average person. Sorry, there's a beeping machine going off behind us telling us <laughs> the back the the backing up. Oh backing up, backing in. Why load? <laughs> Dump the truck. But yes. <laughs> but yes. Um back the lost boys, yeah. So yeah. that that was kind of like the the introduction as well where and michael comes in really weirdly as well he, he's carrying um so awkward like carrying some weights like say dumbbells with mm-hmm. with his clothes and stuff on hangers on them which he carries through because what you have to realize this is the first time they're going in the house and he just walks through 
dumps his clothes on and starts doing dumbbells in the middle of the room. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, who, you, who are you proving your strength to here, Michael? Yeah. Because there's nobody around to impress. One thing we didn't mention about the opening, which mm. I think is vital just to, as an act, because we did mention the fact that the board really, that you know, the Welton Santa Carla and the back bit really gives you an idea of where you're at. And obviously the mm. people, there's also the missing signs as well. Yes, yes. There's a big, massive board. Now, um, mm. like, I didn't realise this until I went to America, that them boards are real. Yeah them boards are very real and it is very scary to when you're walking into a Walmart and you have these mm. big massive missing signs. So when you see that in this film, that's like a, whoa. Yeah, it's like a, a moment that you realise that, like, yeah. as, as we said, when we when you see the sign, when you're welcome to Santa Carla, uh, and then the thing on the back, Murder Cap of the World, it, it, it introduces you that something's not right here type yeah. thing and something's not going wrong. But then you get, like, say, a bit of the backstory that um, she, the... Lucy's went through a divorce, lost everything in the divorce and had to move basically back to her parents. Michael and Sam was a, a, bro- a broke, so kind of just going through the motions, like say, going moving to new town, being new kids. So um, they're going to try and make friends. <laughs> and, yeah. And that's always the quintessential type of story that Lost Boys is. It's about people trying to make friends shall we say it, it really is actually i mentioned the the notice board you the notice board it, actually you see the no, the missing board when mm. they're on the boardwalk yes you see it on the introduction of santa carla but it, you see it more in depth mm-hmm. when lucas lucy's looking at it isn't she yeah and she's shocked about mm-hmm. it yeah. um but this is where lucy gets her mm. job yes because she finds him yeah, because she finds a missing kid, doesn't she? And she takes him, like, to say, you know, this little little person, I don't know if it was a boy or a girl, I can't remember, he's not too sharp on that one. But then the mother runs in and grabs him and he goes, oh, you've done a good deed and here's a, here's a lollipop. And it was just, like, all sexual innuendo and stuff. Oh, the yes, the amazing Ed Herman as Max. Bro, mm. God rest that man's soul. He was an absolutely phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. Um, this overboard Gilmore Girls, like, honestly, he's just brilliant. In this, though, <laughs> the fashion choices. <laughs> wow. <laughs> as I said, it was very much of its time uh, <laughs> and of its place. But... Just taking a backward step as well, because I know when they're going through the house, when you introduce the grandpa, mm. that's that's good. Like, see, so you get some good backstory there. You find out, as you said, with his taxidermy, like mm-hmm. it takes it back in that room, and again, it's building up to later on what what happens in the film. There is a um, lot of foreshadowing, isn't yeah, there? Massive uh, foreshadowing. foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. And I, I just like the fact that he he didn't have much of a care, just that he wanted his shelf on the fridge and it was full of wasn't like alcohol either it was root beer and oreo cookies so- <laughs> the greatest staple of a diet ever like mm. if you ch- change that with cherry i love america for their cherry pop like pop soda <laughs> soda like anything because they, they don't not just cherry coke or anything but just mm. cherry in general americans know how to do a good cherry drink so yeah it's all the additives there's probably no cherries in it it's all the additives and chemicals i think chemicals yeah we had a conversation on uh the netty up north group today someone posted a picture of keen and kale oh yeah uh, it was uh, um oh i know who it is she's adorable 
yeah, and it was basically I want. I said I wanted to try that orange soda because orange soda does not look like that in real life. All the different chemicals that they must put in to get their colours that translucent. So it's it's scary what you'd be drinking over there. Yeah, can you remember when Sunny D came out over here? Oh, it was fun. And it was it was almost <laughs> luminescent, like it almost fluorescent, like lit well, up. <laughs> tell you what, it made it, it made your piss light up. I know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, like I said, that was the elements I quite liked, like the little in-jokes within uh, like normal family life that you probably did have discussions. Everyone's probably got a family member like grandpa as well. Um, but then, as you said, when they go on the boardwalk, Lucy meets Max for the first time and you think he's just this nice, wholesome bloke. He's going to look out because Lucy is the quintessential, uh, I keep saying quintessential, I don't know why. Uh, she is basically the, a motherly figure that's, like I say, yeah. very loving towards her kids. Trying to provide Very understanding as well. Like she has such a level of understanding. Like, mm. do you know how parents try to try to get on kids levels and they mm. feel massively mm-hmm. Lucy doesn't do that. No, she doesn't have that in her to, she, she can, it's like, she's got such a strong relationship with her boys that not, no conversation with them is off to, off to- yeah, off limits or taboo or you know, mm-hmm. it's it's such a lovely dynamic between the three of them. Yeah, and that even that alludes to it as well. When, um, like, say, David, uh, I'm trying to be, make sure I say the names right now, and uh, and like Keith's sons, David, and all the other like lost boys walk mm-hmm. past the video show, and Max gives him a glare and says, "I told you boys not to come around here anymore," type thing, and then they just smile and drive off, and she's like, "Oh, they're just boys. They're just young." Like I said, mm-hmm. that, that, like I said, that he's got, oh, there's an element and stuff. And he's got, there's no element. They're just young. At least, so she's, like said, excusing people's behaviours. Yeah. And and says, well, we probably did worse when we were that age, which, again, we probably did similar. I'm not saying we were vampires and killed people, but yeah. <laughs> Sitting in a very light room, so that's not happening really, is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're right. She has such a... Not probably not just the kids, but everyone. She has a level of understanding that you know mm. not everything's as black and white. There's grey areas, and she's okay with that. Mm-hmm. It's such a lovely. Like I don't think Lucy gets enough credit for the character that she mm-hmm. is in this film. She's mm-hmm. just seen as the mother, and yeah. really, she's a lot more than that. Yeah, definitely. I, I completely see that now more. But when you watch the film back, there is that's like, the not standard. what you're watching for, is it? No, no, you're watching like say for the for. Michael, if you're watching for David, uh, mm-hmm. the comedy of the Frog Brothers as well. When, when the meet, introduction of them is just like, say, if I, I've met people like that. I've I've met people now like that as well. Like from when I was younger, that's that's the weird thing. But that that's the next introduction we do get is when Sam goes into the comic book store, and we've all had that experience where you've been looked at and think, "I'm oh, should I be here?" Or um, I know you told yours. You told your I story. I certainly but... have had that feeling before. But not to the point where like, I wish I had the Frog Brothers to be like <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah. And they're dressed out like in these army gear as well. And it's like I love it, the proper commando gear and like oh the red tie band as well. <laughs> like, oh, what was that film in the 80s called with uh, Patrick Swayze? Uh, red Roadhouse. No, no, that, no. that wasn't that wasn't a, a thing where the, the where the Russians were invading uh red so Red State, not Red. Red Dawn. Red Dawn, that was it. So very much looking like the winner, like a, like the Red Dawn episode, like they were going to war type thing. And 
as Sam's walking through the store and she's, he's telling him, like, oh, you've got this Superman here, it shouldn't be here, like, the red kryptonite wasn't introduced, this character wasn't introduced there, probably giving these nerd credentials to them, almost like saying, I belong here, you can't, like, yeah. kick, 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 like, kick me out type thing. And, um, and they try and give him the horror comic. And that's when we know what's happening in Santa Santa Clara when they start talking to I don't do horror comics he goes this one might save your life in the most serious tone that you've ever had there it's Corey Feldman's voice <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so gonna, funny it's, it's like his Batman voice is like I'm Batman yes. <laughs> yeah and they they announce at this point they are self-proclaimed vampire hunters, hunters. yes <laughs> Like imagine hearing that for the first time from someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to introduce Donna. There's that as going forward as well now, uh, as that she is a vampire hunter or a vampire, just to see what other people's reactions are to her. Right, get Donna some business cards and be like, <laughs> uh, "This is Donna, um, this is, vampire, this is the- vampire hunter. If you need, if you need anything, you call this number. You call this number. See if I can scare anyone away from her as well." So. <laughs> <laughs> but yes um and that little introduction there so you, you 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 like that little bond that little friendship that that's formed there and you 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 do want more of the frog brothers even though they are terrible and annoying and the dialogue they use is just must have been wrote like on the back of a, a fag packet or something when the basically <laughs> uh when, when they were right when they were writing out the script for this movie because it's so bad but it's the way it fits it's them, it, but it yeah. fits them though. Like if anyone else was to pull off that dialogue, it probably wouldn't work. But it suits them down the ground. But in that short meeting, you actually find out everything you need to know about this film. All right. Someone's just put something in the chat as well. That's quite interesting. That the actual comic that was that was used was made for the movie. Oh. And, and the comic book is actually real. The comic book shop. And uh, you can actually visit the comic shop, uh, comic book shop when you go there. So, oh, that's amazing! Is this from Evan Smith? Evan, Evan Smith. I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. My apologies. So we're going for a road trip now. <laughs> we're, going Santa, we're going to Santa Cruz now, are we? <laughs> well, <laughs> to be fair though, I'll have to take Donna with us because I wouldn't trust it. Like, but yes. <laughs> Oh, don't get us wrong. If we went, Donna would have to be there because she would be the one who we're pushing forward. Go on, Donna, you go. You go on. Go on, Donna, you go on first. <laughs> don't bite the girl has no fear. <laughs> but yes. Um, and that that's when you get introduced to like the arsehole from the beginning again, where he st- they steal the comics and they run off and then the frog brothers chase them down the street. But my always opinion would be then, if you've got expensive comics... Like, you don't like put the, them in the thingy. You don't, you don't put, put them in the thing. The doorway for people just to grab and run away. So no, yeah, that, and that. comic books are worth mm-hmm. very little in that stage of the um of being mm-hmm. on the shelf. So not just leave it. <laughs> leave it alone. I think they were just trying to show how hard they actually are. Yeah. So then the frog brothers chase them down, and then um then we get the the next uh, killing again, and they use the the basically the same visuals. No, actually, yeah. sorry, I'm jumping jumping apart because then you get introduced to Michael Star, and Star, the love interest, the big eyed girl. <laughs> Sam just, shakes her head. She's just so annoying. She's, she's so whiny. To be fair, she's so Robin Sparkles. If you if you watch, uh, <gasps> my name is How I Met Your Mother. Uh, like say, there's a there's an actress, Kobe Smolders, is it? Kobe Smolders, who plays. Yeah. Robin Shabaski, one of the greatest television characters of all time, who plays Robin Sparkles on the side. Which is just where I got you... my Xbox name from. 
Jennifer. But um, it just gives you like say all the eighties vibes. She was wearing like like I think she was wearing white. Madonna white Madonna gloves. I think she had on. Uh, it's the white like, dress. It's white is such an eighties color. Mm-hmm. White denim, white leather, white Big. linen. It was such an eighties vibe. Big hair. I can't believe she used that word. <laughs> 80s vibe. Mm. Uh, but big hair and like say bigger eyeshadow and stuff like that. So, and I went all googly eyed over, over Michael because Michael was being all smoldering on his little uh, little bike. But then find out, but we don't really find out what relationship a star and David are. Yeah, you, you, you think it's a very um, karate kid moment. Yes. With the motorbikes and mm-hmm. Star getting on their motorbikes because you are introduced to the gang at this point when yep. they all roll up on their bikes and I totally get Karate mm-hmm. Kid feels from that. Yeah. Um, and I always thought that her and David were a thing. Mm-hmm. It would make sense. Yeah, but, but they never I really go there. Because in, in my view, what I was watching it now, like I say, as a kid, I probably didn't understand. No. It was almost like David was using her to entice Michael into the fold. That was the way that Michael, like, say, like, almost like a, like, bait, shall we say? And I'm trying to do that in the most taste, tasteful way. Tasteful way ever. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're absolutely right. It is. It, she, she was uh, entrapment, entrapped, mm. like, to yeah. entrap him. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally get that. Like, mm-hmm. she was, she was set up for him mm-hmm. to be brought in. But why did they really want Michael? Like of all the people, Michael. <laughs> well, this is what this is going to be one of the big plot holes as well because like if we stay on course but if we jump a few steps forward to the, uh-huh. to the end when we find out like about the head the head vampire and how he said he just wanted the boys like the, them to be one big family. Again, mm-hmm. like I say the reference like the families and friends coming together. But Max had already just met Lucy the same night that Michael and David met. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't have known about her to put this in place. Yeah, he wouldn't have known that. Yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. He wouldn't know that they are related. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't know she was a mother because that's what it was. Essentially, he wanted her to be Wendy. He wanted yep. to be mother of all, all the lost his boys. children. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a massive. That yeah, we'll we'll skip. Well, we'll, we'll that didn't happen. <laughs> it's movie oh. magic, Paul. Movie magic. Movie magic. I, movie magic. I love the fact that I can move around and my camera's not jumping all <laughs> over the place. Not worrying about going off there, but yeah. Yeah. So that that was always like saying. Recently, I've watched and it, it. It kind of doesn't sit well, or it doesn't like say it doesn't make sense to us now. But again, you can do that with every any movie except the Goonies, which is perfect. I just play completely uh, <laughs> ignorant and just go. <laughs> I didn't happen. Oh <laughs> yes. So then, as I said, you go through the whole like him following them to the edge of the cliff and almost driving off the cliff and nearly fighting with Michael. Again, feels uh, like mm-hmm. Karate Kid. Yes, but the whole shot was like Karate Kid as well. If we go mm-hmm. back to the beginning, on the like, beach when they're going through like the the cars driving to something like the overhead video thing. That's very much Karate Kid when they're like the oh, Russo yeah, families. That- Daniel Russo and his mum's going into the apartments and you see them travelling there. So- Hold on a minute. Are we we drawing parallels on Karate Kid and the Lost Boys? Because now I'm thinking about it. There are a lot there. Yeah, it's probably the same beats, the same things. It's just one <gasps> used karate and one used vampires. And Did Joel Schumacher do Karate Kid? If he did, someone needs to get sued and someone needs to get paid, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Did he do... 
No, he didn't. He did no. not do. He did not do it. <laughs> did, did, did Richard Donnell have anything to do? Because I know he had something to do with the screenplay and stuff with Lost um, Boys as well, didn't he? Joe, or Jill Schumacher did the Batman's. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, not that I can see his name. Oh yeah, Richard Donnell. It's his production company. Yeah. It's Richard so, Donner's Productions, yeah. So did he have anything to do with the Karate Kid as well? Because if not, he's probably just went, we can cut a bit here, cut a bit there. Let's, <laughs> let's make a movie, guys. Let's make a movie. <laughs> he did the Goonies. He did, there you go, Goonies. <laughs> no, he did not do the Karate Kid. Oh, well. <laughs> Elizabeth Shue, oh, God. There's a, there's a crush I can talk about for hours, but yes. How much would she have fitted well in the Lost Boys, though, as star? Anyone could have fit the star's character, to be fair. <laughs> that was the do thing. You know, do you know what I think annoys us more than anything? Is that it's the way she talks. It's yeah. her accent. You don't, she's trying to act all mysterious. But mm-hmm. in in reality, she's incredibly Southern. Yes. Um, you will hear her actual accent if you watch her on Twister. I was going to say it's the last out of Twister as well, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, and it that's... really, her accent, and honestly, like Kathy Bates' accents can really annoy us. Hers just like, oh, stop, just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> just stop. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah that, this, this is where the start of the drinking game can start, if anyone wants to do a Lost Boys drinking game. So the, the, the rules are, every time mm-hmm. someone, someone says the name Michael, uh, count them. I've never known a film where someone's name is used so much throughout. Yeah. It gets to the point where you're saying, to stop it. We know he's called Michael. Fucking stop talking, Michael. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's one of my, my worst things is when someone has a conversation with us and puts me name in there. Yeah. Yes, you don't Sammy, need to. How, how are you doing today, Sammy? <laughs> they, they, we're already been talking. You don't need to add me name in there. No. Yes. So that, that's it's even always... worse when the call is by me full name. I've just. Samantha. <laughs> I even hate seeing it. Yes. But yeah, that, that that's always the good point. But like I said, the, the pluses do outweigh the, the minuses. When you when you pick it apart, oh. you do you can joke around and stuff. But um like I said, if, but the drinking game will get you fucking hammered. So it is a good one to play there. Um oh Goodwill's getting excited because people's using his name now. Oh bless you, Goodwill. <laughs> oh, Goodwill. No, yes. Sammy. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. <laughs> but, uh, one of the things as well um, regarding, like, say the the next the next big kill is when it's the douchebag from the beginning with the the, the white flick um, in the car, and he's trying to get the comic books he stole, and he's trying to get on with the, with these girl, with the last, and she's yeah. more interested more interested in the comic books than him. And uh, girl after me own heart. <laughs> It's just quite amusing that part. But then you see, like the, again, using the the shot from above, you hear the the noise, and and the. So when the... does that come in though? Because once once Michael and them have like mm-hmm. dro- drove off, they go into the cave, don't they? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No, I don't think so. Because I, I might be go, wrong. Because no, because they go into the cave, and mm. that's where the noodle scene is, and the drinking of the blood. Right, because the next morning is when he wakes up and he's you know hung over to shit. Right. I th- so I where think... does the kill happen? So it must happen in between that bit then. So wh- it must be. It must be either like after the the stole the comics. Because yeah. if if you do it like way later on, are you really mm-hmm. that bothered? Like- no, it doesn't really make sense. But that's could it have been I- before the chase with Michael? Possibly, that m- makes more sense now. But again. 
even these bits like they could be intertwined it doesn't really make too much difference yeah uh, not really it happens you, you just you, you just get in a sense of the a feel of the fact that this mm-hmm. is a vampire film so there's got to be yeah. some kills in here definitely and as you say when the car gets it's not this time the door's not getting rid of the, the rip the whole roof off the car and it's getting like amming up like the violence and the aggression and you think oh shit but there's a lot of jokes in this film as well that's why I think it's always been advertised as a, like a comedy horror because it's like kind of like a black horror uh, comedy as well because yeah it's not like a comedy where you would get in and like it would be laugh out minutes because they have elements that's funny and elements that it's, it's kind of creepy mm-hmm. and, and it goes through that but that that whole bit in the when they go under the ground like in the hotel that fell down they tell the whole story about the big one that sent this hotel underground it's quite interesting but there's got a picture of the doors uh jim morrison behind them as yeah. well that, that always was a standout and that's why i, I always used to get confused as well because um i always thought the song at the beginning was uh by the doors like people are strange but it wasn't it was echo and the bunny men wasn't it Oh, yeah. I only knew that because someone pointed it out to us before, didn't they? Because mm. generally I thought it was the Doors. Yes. And it kind of makes sense because when you listen to the Doors' version, mm-hmm. really different. Yes. Very, in very, very sound, different. in mm-hmm. like sound and quality. So, yeah, I don't, that is not the Doors. No. But uh, then you get laid into like the whole aspect with kind of Michael kind of accept being accepted by David but not in the same time where they're kind of poking fun at him yeah it's like tests isn't it constant mm-hmm. it's, it's like from now on any mm-hmm. interaction you've got between Michael and David is just a constant test mm-hmm. on David's part to see how far Michael will go so it starts with the noodles yes. and the the maggot trick Yes. Um, to make him think that you know he's just playing, he's just playing tricks on him. So when mm-hmm. it comes to him drinking mm-hmm. the red wine, yeah, he just thinks it's another trick. Yeah, um, and it was very homoerotic as well. Except that that whole relationship with uh, Michael and David, like mm-hmm. say, I didn't get it at the time, but as I'm older, like I said, there was definitely like say like a bit of uh, chemistry there and a bit of yeah. Um, sexual tension. Tension, definitely. Hundred percent. It was like everyone wanted to get on with someone. Like, it was the eighties, man. Nobody, they <laughs> just went out the window. The window. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Donna, sorry, you were born in the wrong year, era, princess. You, you were, Donna. <laughs> you needed to be born in the eighties. You would have just, you would have, honestly, you, you would have found, you would have found your, found your thing. <laughs> I, th- I think she's got many of them things now, so don't. Worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Donna, she you know she stays in the chat for a bit, and you just were giving her notebook book grief. That's how the, that's how she rolls, bless her. <laughs> but yes, and that again is when it starts getting like the super supernatural type of element, and it starts leading yeah. up. So that's when you you start realizing that this is going to be potentially a vampire flick, and then it uses like all the old law, like drinking the person's blood, mm-hmm. and then it, it kind of goes into this state. But um, then they do this really strange thing on the bridge, which I never quite got. Well, that's later on. That's the second test. That's the second time that they encounter each other. I thought that was after the drink the blood, though, because after the drink the blood, because that's how Michael gets back. Ah, uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's a good yeah. job I've got the plot here. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so because they go on, they get the train line and the distals right. drop down and Michael's like freaking out going, what the fuck's going on? He and really then, does have like 
freak out, doesn't he? <laughs> and then, then they're all hanging and he kind of like moseys on down and, and hands. And then you think it's just like a test of strength saying who can last the longest, like yeah. a macho pissing contest, pretty much. Um, and all the like the Lost Boys don't fall, but they kind of let go and drop. Just and it's just... Drop just just drop into into the nothing into the mist and then you get david and michael just staring at each other like lovingly like ready to kiss uh somewhat and then michael uh sorry david drops and then you hear them saying oh michael just let go and you're thinking repeatedly saying his name michael michael yes and then you get Michael trying to pull himself up and with him being hanging there for so long, he's not got the strength and he falls. And then we go yeah. on to the 80s music montage <laughs> of him floating through nothing and going into some kind of hip, hypnotic state. Yeah, you don't really know what happens in that time because the next time you see Michael, mm-hmm. he's at home. Yeah, in bed. It's one of those movie magic moments where it's like, how did you get there? How did your motorbike get there as well? Because everything was there at the same time. Because he used the motorbike on that evening. Oh, and then, that's right. And then, then having a motorbike's cool, isn't it? Yes. About that one. But then we get the whole. Michael has an attitude now. He starts wearing his leather jacket. He has an earring. Michael's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it how they give him an earring as well because he's got an earring now. He's a bad boy. Oh, he's badass. <laughs> he's badass for sure with that earring in. Like, how else can you portray? Badass, <laughs> stick an earring in. <laughs> My uh, God. But yeah, Michael turns into a royal dick at this point. <laughs> yes. And uh, everyone notices it. Like Sam starts um, like I said, exploring the, the comic because, again, he took the comic home and he starts reading it, doesn't he? Intrigue gets him and yes. he, he starts reading it and he's, he's totally suckered in mm-hmm. to what what he's being told, what he's looking at in this book. But then his brother goes and reaffirms everything that he's just been reading and being told about because mm-hmm. he is acting the way that it's being described in this comic book. Yeah. But let, let's, <clears throat> and then Lucy does the whole, um, Michael, will you look after Dave, um, not David, Sam tonight? Cause I, cause I've got a date, date. like Lu- Lucy's a, a go away. She's, she's not playing around. Like say one, oh. day, one day and she's got the men following her. So well done, Lucy. Um, and she's, yeah, she's she, got to get her somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, can't wait hey, around forever. Hey, you there, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be able to pull that off. Uh, <laughs> I you just said it. <laughs> But um, but yeah, then you get the whole Michael then turning into the vampire aspect because uh, such a strange idea mm-hmm. of of the turning of a vampire. Mm-hmm. I loved Anne Frank. Anne Frank, no Anne Rice. <laughs> oh, <hell. laughs> wow, very different. <laughs> um, sorry, Anne Rice's. <laughs> can't believe I've just said that. Anne okay. Rice's turn. Fair, she, of- stayed, she did stay in the dark for a long time, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I say something, then you just go and knock it right out of the park. Yes. Um, no, Anne Rice's version of a vampire turn, and it's I love how um Brad Pitt portrays it. He has the turn, his body dies, like everything just dies around him, and then his eyes is is lock stock getting on your nerves there, pet. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be changing them around. <laughs> I'll just have fallen over there, that's all. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then he changes and he comes into a vampire. See, if you had enough. <laughs> Put them down, yes. 
Keep knocking them. Um, but <laughs> Sorry, Michael's, guys. <laughs> trying to apologise. Michael's, um, Michael's transformation's weird. Mm. It's not normal. Yes. I think that's why they changed the law a little bit, because with every type of vampire movie, they do kind of change the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know if you go back to like the old stories, like the originals, like... Um, it was as soon as you drank blood, you become a vampire. Like, well, they have to drink from you, and then you drink from, from them. them. It was like the crossover type thing. It was. Mm-hmm. It was all about the trans transfer of fluids. It was very sexual and uh, intimate, shall we say? Um, where, where this one kind of stayed a lot to the tropes, but it was like the change to a fully fledged vampire, and where you couldn't return, you would have to have made your first kill. Yeah. Ah, right, okay. I was, I couldn't remember why Star and Laddie, mm-hmm. oh, that boy, um, <laughs> met him. So, and how them two hadn't turned yet, I, I couldn't mm-hmm. remember because there weren't proper vampires yet, were there? No, the, like I said, they were like kind of like half breeds, if that makes sense, where um, they had like all the certain powers and certain functionality of a vampire, but they weren't fully there yet where they, where they couldn't like there was I, I, I think they used this way so there was a way that they could turn Michael back into normal right so breaking the rules a little bit because I don't think there's ever been a cure for vampirism in any movies and stuff it was always just a stake to the heart or a burn up burn up didn't, the stake. didn't Blade find one that was, was half. that was curing his side it was curing the hunger not curing the cause if that makes sense oh Right, okay, yeah, it does. But why would you why would you want to get rid of that brute strength? True. Um, but I think Blade and Marvel do their own rules anyway, so that's true. <laughs> but yeah, um and the, yeah, the transformation, like I said, t- delves a little bit where Michael's kind of susceptible to sunlight where the sunlight doesn't kill him. It's kind of like just makes him tired at the moment. He's basically going through a really bad hangover. Yes. Like he really is. He's hungry. Mm-hmm. He can't stand the sunlight. He's tired. He's a bitch. He starts um, floating. <laughs> who hasn't done that in the hangover? <laughs> yeah. But then Sam realizes, and he's uh, with uh, with uh, Lucy being on the date and being all the all mother and like say ringing home to say everything's okay. And Sam's like freaking out because <laughs> Michael's flying out the window, which you would. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that whole like say scene and she runs off leave Max's in the restaurant and runs home because thinks Sam has been murdered and then comes home to be told oh yeah I just read a bad comic like I'm sorry I push him through a wall (laughs) and she doesn't bitch slap him as well so well done Lucy for if I was on a promise I would have (laughs) I would have put him through that wall that kid would not be able to walk so things we'll learn from the podcast, do not stop, stop Sam when she's on a promise because you, you will get kicked in the nuts. <laughs> Pretty much, whether or not on a promise or hungry. <laughs> oh, up. God, scary. <laughs> I know I nearly had a moment today in that bloody car park. I was absolutely famished. Um, I am learning to control me temper when it comes to hunger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so this is when Michael sneaks out that evening to find out what the shit's going on and then Sam freaks out and goes asks to, to get into bed with mother because mother will protect him and he's got a, a bead of garlic around his neck as well <laughs> so that was always like the a bead part. of garlic he's got like massive cloves around him how lucy didn't turn around and go what the shit are you doing <laughs> exactly um 
think that's how much of a, an understanding parent she is. She didn't turn round. <laughs> and I've forgotten we missed a bit as well because Nook actually protects um, Sam from Michael. So he yeah. attacks him and then Sam freaks out thinking, oh, is that Nanook's blood? It's good. No, no, it's me. Uh, he was protecting you from me. And then you, he's just trying to control the urges and everything as long along those lines. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where you find out as well about like the dogs and animals being about the protector of, like, say, the underround. The, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 what are they called? Oh, the, like that, that was later on when it becomes the, the beast that protects. So I've got the oh, someone will tell it in the chat, but that's when you find out about. <laughs> Donna. Uh, <laughs> you, that's where you find out about the. Like I say, Max's dog, because Max's dog is... Um, oh, yeah, because he goes after Lucy, doesn't he? Yeah, when she tries to apologise the next day with a bottle of wine. Yes, uh, that's and right. She, and then and she gets goes, attacked by the doggy. Yeah, because he, he, his master is asleep. But we don't know that yet. We've not found out. And that's where we find out about a grandfather being a player as well, because he's gone out to the widow or something. I, was, I can't remember. Oh, I, I can't off. remember what her name is. And he runs over after shave, so he uses some Windex to, 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 as cologne, so he smells nice for her. And that's that's when Michael uh, makes a joke about saying, are you going to stuff uh, stuff her former, her former husband as well? Um, with the tax term, and it was like awkward. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, even like he can take a joke. That was just not funny. And yes. Michael's just, again, Michael's being just dick. being a dick. <laughs> yes. Dickhead Michael. And then the kind of story just kind of amps up because then you get the whole like interaction when he goes out and finds what's going on and you see Star and then you have the whole romantic love scene between him and Star. You don't know where the vampires are now. Actually, are the vampires out killing the guy with the comic book now? No, do you know what? It's not telling us in the plot uh, on Wikipedia the actual like side bits, but it does. I didn't. Re- I didn't know this that Michael was sorry. David actually intended for Michael to be Star's first kill. That's what they said. That's what um, initially when um, when the god when uh, when Star comes into Sam's bedroom, like when you find out Star's a vampire, mm-hmm. and and Michael says to. Her, I was meant to be your first, wasn't it? Because that's what David had planned. So again, right. it's, it's like in, in, in mingling what's going on or what, what's right. happening. But doesn't, it doesn't, again, doesn't make sense. Why would you turn someone that when they're going to be killed? Why couldn't she just turn anyone? Like, why couldn't she just kill anyone? Mm-hmm. Did it really matter if that if that's all she has to do in order for her to become this fully fledged vampire? Does she, can she not just kill any random or was it not like a punishment for her? Because like say she started like Michael, so that's why David kind of went right. Oh, it could you, have been you, you, really cruel, yeah. Yeah, it could have been like a jealousy thing. Mm-hmm. You're right. So, You're right. So again, this is me just like plucking things out of the air, just trying to like make sense out of the unsensible things when, when it comes to movies. It's kind of like plot holes that don't quite give us, but we're just trying to make sense of them as well. Yeah. Um, after the, after the the after because the staff come in after my after Michael and Sam's freak out or is that the next night? That's the next night after after right. Michael after Michael bangs her, and gives her gives her the uh, old steak. Uh, <laughs> got wood. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! It's daytime. It's daytime, Paul. So yes. Um, 
that, then that happens, and then Lucy and Michael sit down and have the chat, like the whole mother thing. Say, do you want to talk about this? And he's going, oh, you're saying I don't wouldn't understand. And again, Lucy proving that she is, like, say, top, doing top level pet parenting. So well mm-hmm. done, Lucy. Um, but other than that, then it leads into um, the discussion between Michael confronting David after that. It's when he yeah. and it says at the campsite, and Michael shows. Uh, sorry, David shows Michael what what they are. That's where you first see the faces. Yeah, and you see the vampires when the they go all, when they go all full Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, they do have a Buffy feel to them, don't they? Mm-hmm. The look of the vampire because I always thought Buffy's vampires were so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, they this is this is how we distinguish mm-hmm. vampire to human, and I love that element of it. So I really do like the fact that the Lost Boys do the same. Yeah. And the, like as I said, they change the looks and everything, and that's when it becomes a little bit scary. And you see them actually mutilating people and ripping limbs off, and that's when, like as you said, the, the film amps up the violence and amps up like a little bit of the gore. But you still don't mm-hmm. see the blood. You all you, all you see is when the when they come out of the light, you see like a bit of blood smattering on David's yeah. face and oh, Alex yeah. Winder's face and stuff. Their, their characters, and uh, they kind of tell Michael as well, this is you, this is what you've got to do. And they go, you will never age, you will never die, but you will have to feed. So it's kind of an om- ominous uh, thing saying, this is what you have to do to, to, yeah. to survive. We're going to give you all the positives, but here's the one negative. Yeah, You're going to have to kill someone. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Shit about that. You might kill yeah. people you like and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you got to live for the rest of your life looking the way that you do. Live mm-hmm. forever, you know, have a mint time, no consequences, mm-hmm. but you're gonna have to murder someone. I did, I'm not gonna lie, I was <laughs> I don't know, I'm too soft, I don't think I could do it. Oh, I could. There's plenty of people who I'd line up straight away. <laughs> no, I don't think I've I don't think I've got that element into us in us. Into I don't know. Potentially depending on what day you get us on. Yesterday might have been a you, different story. You just hate <laughs> you just hate people from afar. Yeah. I, I have like... no problem in murder. <laughs> They, that's the difference. I, I pretend to be a psychopath. Sam actually is one. <laughs> As we are learning. <laughs> yes. So them elements go in. Then I think Michael comes back home and tells the whole thing to Sam. And Sam's on the phone to the Frog Brothers as well, asking for help and saying... This is where the plan gets plotted up, isn't it? This is where they hatch that plan up. Yes, because Stark like, comes to see them and like she realises that... David's showing Michael like the true form. Mm-hmm. So Star flies up to the window because he tells it it can't go in. Um, one thing I did miss out as well. Um, no, no, is it is it this part or is it the part after um, where they have Max over for food? This is the plan, isn't it? Because yeah. this is this is Sam and Michael. No, this is Sam and the Frog Brothers, Frog Brothers. working together, not with Michael or Star yet. Yes. And they're trying to establish who the head vampire is because their understanding is that you kill the head vampire, everyone else just reforms back to the way that they were. Yeah. Um, and they think that it's Max. Yes. But Max is a cunning fellow <laughs> who manages to get out of every trap that's set for them. Yes. Um, because yeah, because Max comes to apologise to Lucy for what yes. happened with the dog. Yes, and they sneak him in as well because they're very clever with the like the way they do it. Because um, it's so obvious as well when you watch it back, but you don't yeah. realise at the time when Max is at the door with Michael and he's he saying, "But you're the man in the house. Um, I'm not entering. To you, invite me in." He goes, "You're mm-hmm. invited," and it's like 
as a famous vampire law goes by, that is one of the big ones that is out there. And people do. Yes. So it kind of gets passed out. And again, that starts your brain thinking, is it going to be Max? But again, with movies now, or movies back then, they used to always do the uh, bait and switch. They used to think, this is the most obvious thing, but it's not going to be the most obvious. But this one, the most obvious thing is is what it is yeah and it's right there in front of you it's it's been right there from the very beginning yes and they go through all the the vampire lore as well where they're trying with garlic they're trying with holy water water. and nothing seems to work but then it it turns out they change the rules again when you'll find out later on that when you invite a vampire in your home it renders you powerless or something like that to these things that's what max's um like kind of excuse was towards the end wow. that's what that's why them things didn't work when they attempted all them things but again before we come to these bit there is other plot holes what we'll discuss as well <laughs> um then they think oh they're not, they're not he's not the, the big bad guy so then they think david's david the head, is. The head ba- vampire and that's when michael comes in and they start doing the plot and then stars at the like down there and he, she flies up to the window and, and she's basically and all she asks for is them not to touch laddie or her yeah because she's not fully changed yet no and that's my explanation and that's where they come to the plan so they tell the frog brothers and sam where the vampires are and they go down the next day in sunlight so they, they are using sense mm-hmm. and then you get the most stupid like few seconds of film which i've i always piss myself laughing at when i say when the frog brothers are testing the equipment and they turn around to each other and at one point they're that frantic they're both having back, backs to each other to check the equipment and you're just like these guys are going to get killed <laughs> yeah how they survived this is ridiculous but they do yes. yeah they go so don't they go at dusk it's uh during the daytime like just as like the sun's blaring and stuff like that yeah because this is where they make they make a kill Yes, so they 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 draw first blood, shall we say? And this is in it, and this is the only time you get the the blood amount that we do. Mm-hmm. That that because I think throughout there's not a lot of blood. This bit just gushes out. But we saw, uh, Nick pointed this out as well. Because um, now I can't unsee it. And you, now you're never going to unsee it as well. Oh great! Um, when the kill, it's Alex Winters vampire the kill first. Oh. After he falls down and like said, get the get squirted with blood. When they race out, um, because like I said, they do the whole vampire chase. Michael, uh, sorry, David grabs hold of Sam's leg and then he drag, drags him back. And then you find out the sunlight does hurt vampires. Mm-hmm. So great, great, uh, great point. And then Star and Michael and uh, Michael and them are all asleep in the car. But when you notice the Frog Brothers come out with this thing, they've been covered in what what should have been blood, but it doesn't look like blood. They go all twilight, they're all sparkly. It's like they've been covered in glitter. Shut up. So if you go back and watch it now, um, and that scene when they come out in the sunlight, the Frog Brothers sparkle. Oh <laughs> my god. So I don't I know mean, if they if they, if they couldn't use water because it was too warm or something, that the water was just gone off. So I don't know if they just poured glitter over them to give them a wet look. But they do most actually... likely. Because that's what that's the effect they're going for, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it isn't water; it's very translucent on film, so it's very hard to pick up. Which is why the pigment, the pigmented. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, glittery vampires in Lost Boys. 
so yes, so the Lost Boys might have been the, the like the idea, the starting point, point of where the Twilight. Wow! All them wow. Twilight haters out there that keep coming for Twilight saying sparkly vampires, but Sparkman sparkles didn't start in in Twilight. It did, it did actually start in Lost Boys. Fact. I love a uh, fact. I love <laughs> I love when Marco gets killed and the other vampire goes, "You killed Marco." <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Why did you have to say it like that? Some oh, the... that's in the house, isn't yeah, it? It's in the house a... when he gets revenge. You <laughs> killed Marco. You, you're mine. <laughs> Why like... are you talking like this? <laughs> Love it. Proper yeah. dramatic. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's when they, they race back to the house um, and the grandpa's stand to us. Do you know the rule about taking the car out without telling us about filling the gas? No, okay, what well, do you do now? It's like, all right then. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the plan is to get them back to the house because they've set the house up, they've rigged the house up mm-hmm. to have this vampire showdown. Yeah, they go all um, home alone on that shit. They pretty much do it, yeah. <laughs> so they've got the bathtub filled with garlic and holy water or is it just garlic water? Uh, garlic, holy water because they go uh, to the church and like it must be in a, when there's a christening on. And yes. And they're back and they're going to the old people in the church it's like yeah yes yes son my god <laughs> um yes yeah, so the, the they've rigged the house up completely uh ready to take on the vampires and goes quite well for them actually doesn't it like... yeah, they, they, but they have some as you said some of the worst dialogue in every any type of film ever like as you said you killed marco you are mine and then they throw the holy water in the bath and, and he's like he's laughing at him saying garlic don't work on his but that's again just taking a few steps back before I go totally mm-hmm. crazy there. Um, this is one again, one of the big plot points that plot holes. So, Paul, episode plot holes. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. the first thing is with Max, he can't leave, enter the house without being invited. They weren't invited. So, who invited these fuckers in? <gasps> they weren't invited. No, the star wasn't invited as well, and she flew up the window. So, Maybe it's because he's the head vampire. Potentially. But Maybe because he's the head honcho. So does that work where all vampires now, so you only just have to invite one of them in, then all the fuckers can come in and get you? Because that wasn't the same with Buffy. No. no. And you could rescind it as well, depending on, like, say, how you felt. Yeah, but... and you can say, get out. Oh, yeah. You're not welcome, get out. I've seen Angel be scooted out a few times. Um. Wow, okay. That's something to think about. Mm-hmm. But as you said, then chaos re- resumes and it just all kicks off. Oh, like, one of like, the greatest deaths of all time. Death by stereo. Death by stereo. But before that as well, the Frog Brothers show the true colours as well. And they try and stake uh, Star and Laddie, like, backstabbing them. <laughs> oh, yes, bastards. they do. The horrible oh, shit. Yeah. Like, clear the rules, guys. Oh, yeah. Like I said, they're trying to help you. You don't fucking stab someone in the Oh, back. one of the columns attack a Betty Monster. Betty <laughs> Monster under the bed. He's like... <laughs> Uh, he jumps out and Laddie, like, like freaking out. Yeah, it's a tech of any monster there, and he's wearing his old, old band jacket. But that's it because Laddie's like freaked out, hasn't he? He's on the mm. verge, he's he's on the verge of breaking point. Laddie's freaked out, and the frog brothers literally mm. do show their true colors and mm. go to kill him. But Star ends up saving him, yes. Um, but yeah, death by stereo, <laughs> death by stereo, he gets shot with the arrow, arrow as well. Um, but again, there's a a little scene after that, which they're running up the stairs and David attacks Michael, but Sam breaks in, like goes thing and it goes, and the Frog Brothers are there, like and with, with Sam, and they're like, 
everything's going great. And it's good. Well, you, you've just lost your fucking brother. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> it, there's no like feeling or like worry there or anything. That's no, because I could not give a shit. They're so selfish. But yeah. that final fight scene between mm-hmm. Michael and David mm-hmm. is so beautifully shot. Yeah. I can just forget everything we've just talked about. The colours are used as well when it goes oh, all the it like the deep reds and stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. and the, the whole, and again, the, the foreshadowing before when he pushes uh, them through that doors and then you see the antlers and stuff and you push and David gets, like, say, staked mm-hmm. and the, the music slows down and you see his beautiful face go from vampire to, to, to back the little to, boy. to the little boy. But Michael doesn't change. No, he's still a dick. <laughs> you can't change them colours. No, but Michael doesn't change. But that's because David's not the head vampire they thought he was. Da, da, da. And then who comes through the door? Max and Lucy. Lucy. No. <laughs> Max, Maximus comes through the door and just reveals the master plan of i am the big bad <laughs> yes and that's big the whole reveal and, and then they do cheese it up to the max because max when he did he goes to michael and he goes i'm sorry lucy i just wanted us to be a family i thought my boys and your boys would all interact and then he face turns. sounded just like him there <laughs> <laughs> and his face turns and he's full got his full vampire face on but instead of just being all scary he goes blah, 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 with his tongue as well and it's like what the fuck, <laughs> dude? <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, no, no. Um, he does look fantastic as a vampire, though. Yes. He has the right structured face for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the reveal. I, I do. It is cheesy as anything that he does do that thing with his tongue. Mm-hmm. And then the hero <laughs> of the hour. Well, not, in the door. Not just at that second, but like I said, at this time, everyone that goes to do attack Max and totally is yeah, defenseless. Yeah, Michael's like, I didn't invite you in there this time, Max. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have the, the lines just made me skin crawl. <laughs> Ick. Yeah, and then they have a the little show off and fight. Um, and then they've got he's got Lucy and he's got Lucy. Um why don't you love me? <laughs> we can we can just be friends and like say, uh, if you volunteer yourself, I'll not harm your kids. And then she's like walking towards him. Then you hear, boom! Grandpa boom. comes bursting through the seams. Yes, and then he's got a big wooden spike that you saw him cutting up a few, like I say, earlier in the film when you thought he was just building a, a fence post, yeah, but he um, was not. He was being clever and he was new anything, but he's not pissed off that his house wrecked because his house is fucked, by the way. Mm. Like, with all the like Massively. vampire blood and shit firing through the sinks. And he's got like a kid uh, hanging off mm-hmm. his antlers in his living room. Like, mm-hmm. you're just hanging there? Yep. And the vampires don't turn to dust this time as well. Um, no. no, but this not was... conveniently tidied up like they do in Buffy. <laughs> no. So, and he, and he, and he orders the. The famous line after he goes through the fridge, gets his root beer. One thing about Santiago, I don't, that, that I can never quite stand. It's all the, all the damn vampires. And it goes, doom, 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 doom. And that real, <laughs> that, that look at the end when they're like, he what? knew about this. <laughs> yes. That realisation just, oh, it's, it's, it's perfect. Perfect. Okay. And then you don't really get any other explanation. You don't find out what happens to them. Did, did Star and Michael get married? Well, did, did they live, well unless, they go, 
unless you go and watch the two sequels that are afterwards, which I will never do. Which I, yeah, what's it called? Lost Boys, The Tribe, or something like that as the well. The Tribe, and is it Revelation or something uh, like that? Uh, no. No, I know, no. I know. I know. Corey Helm came back and done one. Uh, Corey Helm, sorry, Corey Film. I was going to say he ain't doing anything. Yeah, but I know that they, they, they talked about doing a reboot, not a reboot, a reboot because it wasn't a sequel. Where it wasn't going to be called Lost Boys, it was going to be Lost Girls. That was going to be a film that was going to be made in the last few years, where instead of like having it in male centric, but I think the reason why Lost Boys works so well. Is, sim- is just simply because one, it had the perfect cast for the time, mm-hmm. had the perfect music for the time, and it, like, as I said, it, it struck all the chords it needed to be, to at, at that time. And if you try and catch that fire again, it it's not going to be the same, and it's no. not going to work as well. And and especially with a film like Lost Boys, it's 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 the same with now. If you try and reboot Stand by Me or reboot or retelling of um, like any type of like film along these lines, the reason being it, why it, it won't work is because this film ages well, other than the dialogue and a few cheesy aspects. There's nothing bad in it, like effects wise, where you think, oh, this is Roby, no. or um, no. the acting's bad or anything like that. Because, like I said, I'm sorry, you're not going to get anyone better than and Kiefer Sutherland as David playing that role because he no. was, like I say, there was times he was sexy, he was. Like sinister and just by changing his look as well and again i don't think modern day like like with all the different technology we do have now like with cell phones uh or cell phones are all fucking american now sorry uh with, uh, we're english pet. we're english <laughs> yeah mobile phones cctv like everything on cameras you couldn't get away with like say this this type of movie um and the way it's been made so 100 percent agree you are to remake or reboot or redo a story a film like this or like l stand by me or anything along those lines that have that nostalgia effect you lose your magic straight away yeah. The magic's gone. It's been mm-hmm. done. Is Hollywood really that desperate and that like drawn out of ideas that they have to go back and go right? See this absolute classic. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. It's perfect. We'll just do it again, though. But I think that's why I love the eighties so much because there was a lot more risks taken in the eighties where with movies. Save so this for your argument when yeah, it comes no, no, to Sunny no, no, that, that's, that's, that's mic dropped already. That's not even a competition, that, to be honest. But anyway, um, there's a lot more risks that were taken during the 80s for films yeah. where the, the IP or the premise, they went, right? They, they weren't interested in how many sequels they're going to make from this and yeah. how many films can they make on the back yeah. of this. Back then, that, that was the premise. But now, it's all about continuation and yeah. and and again not going like a high horse or uh, start slagging off other films films like like the Mar- like marvels i adore the marvel marvel universe but they have probably killed off the likelihood of more independent or unique movies being made in hollywood because everyone's looking for that marvel franchise yeah we're looking for the ride that marvel give us through mm-hmm. 10 years of storytelling from iron man one to the you know the end and conclusion of uh, saga the infinity mm-hmm. saga and that's what we're looking for mm-hmm. that's what audiences are want they want to be, they want the investment so badly mm-hmm. it's the same with tv 
It's why we binge things for, because we're totally invested. Whereas the 80s, it was so singular. It was individual. It was one shot. Yeah, but to be fair, though, like with TV now as well, they have to go back to the 80s to try and um, get a hit. Stranger Things, like I said, that's mega at the moment. And I know we are planning on doing an episode when Stranger Things like say the the final episodes come out in a few the, weeks the, the season four ones yeah we're yeah. not going to like make you wait until season five to tell you what we think <laughs> about it even though right. i didn't know there was a season five until a few weeks ago <laughs> yeah but like say that series for well, sure from series one to season four now has taken beats has taken tropes has taken every little thing that's from the 80s and put it into one show and yeah. being honest with you that's why it is so sexual because People go to that nostalgia, go to that feeling. We, and I think that's we want what that back. It. Yeah, and that's what why people still go on to and gravitate gravitas towards uh like things like Lost Boys or sorry to say it again, the Goonies. I'm trying not to mention it as much now because I am being uh, hypercritical of it, but um I will try and get it in every episode though. But <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I totally I totally get what you mean. We're we're looking we're looking with with the likes of Stranger Things and such coming out that has that nostalgia beat, we're looking for that magic again. We're looking for what we got in the, from the eighties that we're not getting right now. Mm-hmm. And fair enough. I know a lot of the times we are looking through it with rose tinted glasses. Far from it. I know a lot, of people, a lot of people that's watched Lost Boys now, and for the first time and not got it. Like people like Jake, um, one of me, uh, uh, lad up from the group called Michael. He hated it because of so many times he used the name Michael. Uh, he says he's never felt his name being used, <laughs> used so much. Um, but yeah, I see. I love this film. I can't say there'll be a time I'll ever get bored of the film as well. Um, I know they did do the kind of the sequels where it came out a lot later, wasn't straight after, so I've never went went to revisit Don't. them or things. I think as a single, single out, the, these films do work a lot more. Yeah, the, 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 the magic, I know I use this word a lot, but the magical part of this film is, is for me, it's just a one film mm-hmm. note. We don't need to know any more. I've seen what I've seen, and I'm really happy with what I've seen. Don't now, need, don't need them sequels. And I'm still laughing at Donna trying to uh, protect uh, Lost Boys against Twilight. I said, "Well, blood shines differently in light." No, there was shiny oh, Donna. Donna. Go back, and, go back and watch it. We had sparkly people in in Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a there is a place in London that I really want to go and visit. Um, there is a restaurant in London called Lost Boys. It's a pizza restaurant. Oh. It looks absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You need to have a look at it. It's just, I think it's literally called Lost Boys Pizza. Right. And it's just dedicated to the Lost Boys. Lost Boys mm-hmm. but one of the things as well that did, like, I think it has come out more now than it did back then, is the merchandise uh, for Lost Boys. Because mm. like, I know the Funko Pops came out and the T-shirts are always been big, but there's not really been much else. Other there's than not, the there's not a lot, no. And, and I know... With it, I think it's coming up to an anniversary. There is going to be like a re-release 4K version soon. I think thirty first of July. Mm-hmm. That could be. Um, when did it come out? Thirty first July, eighty seven. Right. So what's that? Nineteen eighty seven. I'm not good with maths. I'm for a bank. I was so. going to say you were in a bank. <laughs> like I know my excuse. 1987 is 35, so it's its 35th anniversary this year. Right, so that's why... Oh, my God, I'm so old. They are. Pro- I, I did know they were looking to bring out a steelbook for that as well, so that's one of the things I am keeping 
keeping uh, an eye on. But it's not like you get, you know, how certain you get like certain figures or even dolls. Like I would die if a David doll came available. Donna says she's got one. She's just put in the chat. She's got a David figure. So we 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 are going to demand a, f- a photograph there, Donna. Yeah, Donna, you better put that fig- that photograph in our group chat because I need to see it. Because <laughs> I would love nothing more than you. My forces of destiny dolls are like kind of like Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love nothing more than like a David and a yeah, Marco yeah. and oh, that'd be amazing. That with the coats tribe. and everything. Would you would you, <gasps> have a, would you get would you get a star? Yeah, she needs. You got you got to have all the collection, Donna. <laughs> maybe we should talk about this. <laughs> Barbie line of uh, of Lost Boy dolls. Certainly. We well, can yes. make a fortune, Donna. <laughs> but yes, so that was our little run through of Lost Boys. Um, it, was hope it was fun taking it back and uh, going back there. So I hope everyone did enjoy it. Now, again, I know it's hard to rate a film because, like I say, with ours, we always try and do rates, but mm. we do look at this as a little bit differently and through other glasses, like, as I said, the rose-tinted glasses of perfection. Yeah. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but no. I love it for that reason. So for me, it would always be a four out of five. I'm going to say 4.5. Right, because so, that's the goth and you're not, not wanting the, to let go of that. It, yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that, that That extra five is is the, the gothling in is wanting to to claw it back but no yeah I totally agree it's not the perfect film it's bio it really isn't but for me it is such a staple and such a classic and such like a a part of me mm-hmm. that that I can't change mm-hmm. but I think as well what a lot of films do forget is a fun element and this film is fun yeah, I, 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 I'm. I feel like I'm doing like a school like Sesame Street thing, going F for fun. But yeah, it, it, it is a very V fun... is for vampire. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, So start talking about the count one. Mm. Ha ha. Oh, two oh, ha ha. But yes, um, it is a very much of a, a fun movie. And when you're watching yeah. it all the way through and start to finish, you do get engrossed. It, it is, as I said, an '80s film. In its heart and through and through, yeah. so it's very much of the time. It's just a wrap around blanket on a cold day. That's mm-hmm. what it is. That there's no. It's familiar. It's family. It's mm-hmm. it's because it's been there always, and there's nothing bad about it. Like nothing majorly terrible about it. It's just it's a staple of a collection. Do you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. just there. I can't even remember the first time watching it. It's just always been there. Yeah. That's how old I am. <laughs> no, I wouldn't change that at all. There. But yes, <laughs> so that is our basic assessment or review of The Lost Boys. Uh, <clears throat> as you can tell, we like the movie. So we love it. Two thumbs up. Um, on Sunday, it's going to be a bit of an, an interesting one. I still haven't thought about like how this is how how to do mine. So I know Grant uh, and you have been painstakingly going through this. And Kev just realised that he's, he's on a Tony the other day. So. Oh, did he? I'm sorry, <laughs> Kev. <laughs> so Kev. Kev forgot. But uh, we are going to do um, top five people alive or dead that you would have at a dinner party and why you would have those people. And um, like I say, it, it's, I've got a feeling it's going to be a bit of a long episode. So please strap yeah. in. Uh, yeah. And, and Make come sure it's. It's a Sunday, Sunday night. What else you got to do apart from get ready for work the next day? Come and join the Nerdy Up North crew and forget about the fact that you've got to go to work the next day because that's what we do. And and Donna, turn off the porn and just watch it with us. So that's fine. Yes, Donna, man, come on. 
it's not fair. You, you're watching off. We're only on on a Sunday night. <laughs> and I know, um, actually, I'll probably be texting Sam after this just to see when we're next free because I know there's a yeah. uh, film that she what that she won, and fairly we should be reviewing soon as well. So I'm going to try and review The Exorcist yes! uh, as soon as possible as well. And that means that. anyone who's coming on has to come and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the next week after that is we are going to be live at SunnyCon. So I don't oh. think we'll, I don't think we'll be streaming live. But I am going to try and record the episode, so we will put up, but we will be. Uh, having a live audience and talking about uh, 80s movies versus 90s movies, the differences, yeah. uh, why I love the 80s and why Charlotte and uh, Jake are so deluded. Um, and so yeah. I will be your humble moderator. Mm-hmm. I will be the one setting the setting the tone and making sure that Paul does not cut mics off and allows <laughs> Charlotte and Jake to actually give their point of view. So, um, the reason I'm not joining a team for is because I haven't seen enough film from either decade to actually give an opinion. Certainly. Um, but if you are coming to SunnyCon, and, uh, please feel free to join us on the panel. And if even if you see us at SunnyCon as well, Please stop talking to us. We are, like I say, I know I come off as a grumpy bastard, but I But I I'm do. not. <laughs> but I'm I not. I'm very nice. <laughs> going to be very trying to be engaging and stuff as well. And um, like I say, just let us know that, like I say, that you're a fan of the group. And like I say, we'll try and uh, mention you on the thing. And again, on the panel as well, we are going to try and make it audience participation as well. So please feel free to give your opinions. We will ask you your opinions on which movies and, and what movies you like. Yeah, if, uh, if nothing, the Nerdy Up North community is something where we try to involve everyone, mm-hmm. um, which is which would be no different at a convention. Mm-hmm. And I, I might even pick on one of yours to say, give me your top five films just to say how hard it really is. So that would yeah. be interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and it looks like this Saturday, I am, me and Jake are continuing our saga of Resident Evil 5. Mm-hmm. Um, but there will be notices on the Facebook group to let you know cool. what's happening with that. But yeah, so please subscribe, like, and uh, do all the, the fun things that all these kids are doing these days. Um, and yes, so we'll see you again on Sunday. So same bad time, same bad channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.